Do you still have an attitude problem? Yeah. I think that's an important part of this job, actually. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Snowmass Extreme Podcast. I am your host, Jason Hartman, but I'm better known as Tigger. El Tigre, if you're speaking Spanish. This season, I spoke with East Smith Award winners about life in Snowmass Village. When did you move to Snowmass and why? I moved to the Valley in 1996. I started working here in 1997, and it was for snowboarding. Where did you come from? Maryland. Frederick, Maryland. So how did you get from Maryland to Snowmass? So I had some friends who were attending Colorado Mountain College out here at the time, and they knew I really liked snowboarding back east. And I was trying to find a way out, and they gave me a way out. They invited me to come stay with them, and they said, you should, if you like snowboarding, you need to come out here. And so I did. What was the snowboard team or community like at that time? Well, it was a big hiring boom at the time. When I got hired, it was like huge hiring groups in the conference center. And I want to think like maybe 40 to 50 people for just snowboarding were getting hired, which is probably the biggest I've still seen. Um, So, you know, snowboarding really was hitting big at the time. And then, uh, yeah, so we had a big, large hiring group. There was like a bunch of snowboarders. It was really a big growth all of a sudden. It was awesome. So since moving to Snowmass, have you ever moved away and why? I spent a year in Utah at Park City and my future wife at the time and I, a client of ours, offered us a house management job. Um, they own this big ass 10,000 square foot house out in the canyons and uh, they wanted us out there to be their instructors, to be their house managers. So we went out there and tried it out and found out after about a season it wasn't for us and we came back. What was it about Snowmass that made you come back? I mean, we had some great friendships going on. At that time, we had so many people that we knew and loved dearly. And we love the, the way the, the mountain is here. We love the way the ski school worked and the snowboard school worked compared to other ones. I mean, we quickly realized when we worked at the canyons before Vail took over, it was owned by the American Ski Corp. You know, they didn't care about their employees nearly as much as Aspen did. So uh, we, we knew that we didn't want to be there too long and, you know, uproot too much. Do you have a favorite memory here at Snowmass? Favorite memory? I mean, there's so many memories, right? I mean, when you've been here for as long as I have, there's a lot of favorite memories. So I've been trying to think about this, but uh, I'm going to pick the one where I met my wife, you know, and it was one of the end of the season parties. Uh, snowboard parties and it was in a downstairs restaurant called the grottos and this is a long time ago it's been a couple of sushi restaurants since and uh yeah we met then and you know we stayed in touch when she went to new zealand for her winter and then when she came back decided to start dating and that was it that was definitely a great memory (laughs) i agree that's awesome and i haven't heard that story how do you feel about being a fellow award winner with Jody? I mean, 
I think she should have gotten it before me, but I was a little more on the radar with the training thing and the, you know, so it's great that I got it, but it was absolutely necessary that she got it. Hmm. You said training thing. What roles have you had here within the snowboard team or school? Uh, let's see. I've been, well, an instructor, first and foremost. I started here as a new hire. So, you know, being a rookie, I think, is an actual distinction. And then I, you know, I've gotten all my certifications here. I've gotten my trainers here, my children's and my... Uh, Freestyle, I took my freestyle specialist here on, on in this park. Um, and then I became an examiner, hired as a lead trainer. Uh, at that time was for certification. And then I moved over to the freestyle lead trainer. And right now, I think that's been it. Now I'm a emeritus examiner and uh, kind of stepping down and relaxing from that stuff. You are also a father. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's part of it, I guess. Yeah. You know that I didn't think that had to do with the school per se, aside from that, my wife and I are both employed here, but we did not have the kids or, you know, create the kids while on duty. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> that was not what I was asking. But uh, how would you describe Snowmass to someone you've never met, but you want them to know how much the people and the place mean to you? I find I, thinking about that. Like how I describe Snowmass itself is it's a perfect mountain for snowboarders. You have so many different options and it's so wide and open and it's great for riding powder. You have this great little community going on within it. You know, having gotten to live here at the base of the mountain for so long and, you know, I used to walk my daughter down the bike path to the grocery store to buy a juice and then you call the village shuttle and they come pick you up and take you right back to your house and you catch up with the bus driver while you're on the way up so um getting to know so many people and be so close with those people still is really amazing so there's the human aspect which is really special obviously and then there's just the terrain aspect that i i don't get tired of which i i really love how has Snowmass changed since you first moved here? Snowmass has gotten busier. I feel that I see longer lift lines. I see more lifts. You know, we have a gondola. We have a base area where there used to be a admin building and a snowcat shop. You know, we used to ride a scary two-chair called Funnel up to get to Elk Camp and get off this ramp of death, you know, that... The prize was if you got there, you could go to Cafe Suzanne and, you know, hang out there on the deck or go up to Elk Camp, which used to be quiet. And now it's much busier. Our teaching area was Assay Hill and only Assay Hill. And it was great at the time. Uh, we had a little yurt where Goodfellas Pizza would bring pizzas over. And, you know, we just had our own little world over there, which I, I honestly I miss. So I, unfortunately, I think I you know, look back a lot onto those days and, and wish that we're like that a little bit more because I feel that we've developed, but I don't know if developing has really been the best answer. Hello, listeners. Are you enjoying the Snowmass Extreme podcast? Would you like to hear more content just like this? 
Subscribe to the Snowmass Extreme Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and tell your friends. Because it's a big-ass mountain, and there are free refills for everyone. Scotty E., the grinder. Scotty Eklund. Oh, man. Scott Eklund. Scott Eklund. <laughs> no, another dad. I also call him dad. Uh, anyone with kids, I call dad. Ah, oh, that guy. Ah. Oh. <laughs> That's my husband. <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> I'll keep him for now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First time I met Scott Eklund was at the Canyons when I was managing the children's ski school. He came over from this mythical place called Aspen and joined us at the Canyons for a year. And we, I think he was the first examiner we had ever seen at the Canyons. Uh, him and Jody came over and I was sad that they were only there for one year. But now that I'm here, hell yes, Scott Eklund. And I am not surprised you were an East Smith Award winner. Guy Eklund was one of our first guys who was a trainer for the AASI. He's a first, one of the first guys on our team that became an examiner for the AASI. So he's a pretty cutting-edge guy to build a strong rider. He got there because he worked bloody hard. That's why Scott got there. And everyone saw it. We didn't hire Scott on his first go-round. I think he got to came back in mid-season hiring. I work with him every day in the summertime. He's one of my good friends now, and I have so much respect for him. He's super knowledgeable. You know, he's, he's very smart. You know, he's detailed. He gets into stuff. He loves snowboarding. He lives the life. He's managed to make this life here with, it, with his family, with Jody and the girls. And I do, when I look back, I think he got there for effort. I really did. And because everyone likes, likes him, you know. If no one likes you, you're not getting voted. That's like, <laughs> the honest part of it. But uh, I, that's why he got there. His riding is strong. He was a good freestyler. My God, he led the freestyles training program forever along the way he was the freestyle uh, trainer um, freestyle rider so obviously we spent a lot of time together and a lot of time um, riding and training freestyle i do hate it but i think that i think you probably hoped that i was going to take his place as the free, you know what i mean i think he was at one point i'm pretty sure he was trying to groom me into like you know hey man come be a trainer and you know be the freestyle trainer um, but that kind of stuff just isn't for me so i just so i never ended up doing it but yeah he's yeah scotty Eklund's the man that dude's my bestie. He's amazing. We moved out here together, pretty much. He lived in Glenwood. I was visiting from Junction. We became buddies. I came up for an interview, stopped at his bike store. He told me he's already got a job at Sunlight. I told me he was a loser. Come with me. You're going to go apply at Snowmass. We interviewed with Eric. Boom. Scotty, another like inspirational force on the inspiring of being a better father. He's great, obviously, snowboarding. I've known him. He's been one of the OGs. I love that dude. Love the Scott and Jody duo. They're always good, positive energy at lineup. I was there when they met. I was definitely there when they met. I remember that night quite well. I smile a lot about it. I believe it was the end of the season event. And uh, I guess it was just the beginning of their lifelong season right there but it was a lot of fun i was into my own things doing my own things that evening and i just kept looking over being like boy" all night long <laughs> boy." so it was perfect him and jody just bring it still i love how they're a snowboarding family both have such a love for snowboarding and both still are amazing riders scotty got hurt this year and it was such a bummer 
But like when he rolled back up to the party at the end of the year, everyone was super psyched to see him. He came to like the uh, lineup and, you know, just popped his head in. It was like, oh man, like, how's the knee? Like he's, he's one of those trusted guys that he's put his time in and it's like, I'd do anything for those two. We've had so many good days out on the mountain together. That's something that's special that we can, we can share. And I hope we have lots more. We have goals to hopefully go to some other places, faraway places to ride together someday. Japan ranks highly on that list, you know, or maybe a heli trip up in Alaska, something like that. That'd be cool. Scott Eklund, Scott Eklund's the real deal. He will teach anybody anything anywhere. That guy is so patient. He's so steady. He's a rock. Scott has a great smile. And I think when he smiles, I won't go say, I won't say you can see into his soul, but when Scott smiles, you can see the genuine happiness and joy behind it. see a theme or a thread that either connects those people or makes it seem obvious why they were award winners? Well, it's definitely a passion, right? I mean, um, these people obviously loved being here, love snowboarding, and uh, love teaching. I think that everyone has shared that in one way or another. I mean, we love the life that it brings. I think that we love the camaraderie that we've had here and really hope that it continues for everybody else, right? Is that they, they appreciate it like we do. What does the E. Smith Award mean to you? Oh, man, when I, when I got that award, that was, and it's, it's a hard time in that. Sorry, man. Take a moment. Sorry. The reason that it kind of gets me is because it was when my youngest daughter was born. And because she went through so many things. I remember getting that award and hugging it and how much that meant to me. And just how hard things were at that time. And how the snowboard school showed their appreciation. Even though I was totally testing them that whole year. I remember I got in trouble for like taking a whole training group out into the back country you know, it was just like a big rough year, a tumultuous year of like driving back and forth to Denver, you know, where Jody's staying at the Ronald McDonald house. And I'm coming back trying to bang out four days so I can go back for a long weekend and be there. And uh, I was already just working really hard. And I was trying to run training, trying to do cert training, trying to be there for people. 
And, you know, you have this whole thing going on in the background. And so I just appreciated it so much. Thank you. I was there. You deserved it. You still do. Thanks. Thank you, Scott. You are an eSmith Award winner because of your passion for snowboarding, but also because you genuinely care. Thank you for sharing your life with all of us. If you like this show, please share, rate, and review us on your podcast app. Our theme music is by Lonnie Betts and the Squeaky Sneaker Band. Until next time, stay healthy and be excellent to each other. that year or that time frame and it's when we're in those situations that what we do matters most so it's perfect that you received that award that year out of all the years that you could have received it I was like getting emotional thinking about it before I even got here because it was just that year you know it was just it's like such a great award. And I felt like I was really working to that point of where I felt like I deserved it because I really poured my heart into this, you know, but I also just, uh, I guess I just really needed it.